Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Big Vets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the week four college football betting recap and week five look ahead. I'm Stucky, and with me, as always, is Colin Wilson. Colin, lots of great feedback on the podcast from last week, mainly for your work. Great work by you this weekend. Well, I mean, I, I can't take credit for the Texas A&M strip of K.J. Jefferson and run back of 99 yards and the handoff. I can't take credit for Cam Little missing the field goal. Billy, I can't say his name on the podcast because I hate him forever, but this guy is the biggest villain in my gambling life. Running, you know, tempo, one minute left, Tennessee's up by double digits, and and you're here trying to win the ball game. Come on, just lay down and die. Scared money don't make money, you know. You know, best call. I I did I did well. I had a really good day. Uh, but there were some losses in there. There's always room for improvement. And actually, to tell you the truth, I'm kind of excited that the Hogs lost. I think they're going to be laser focused for Alabama this weekend coming up. But that'll be later in the week. Yeah, we'll talk about that later in the week. Yeah, I, I had a losing dad. Some terrible calls, which we'll get to. And then I just didn't get uh, get get any breaks. But I got breaks last week. And that's what you have to remember when doing this. You're going to get. The refs were awful across the board, by the way. For me, against me, there were so many calls that were – there was just flags everywhere. That's all I was seeing all day. Um, but you got to remember that on a Saturday, a single Saturday, there is so much variance in your results that you cannot get bogged down and then let it mentally get to you. If you have a huge day, don't go throwing it all on the late-night game. If you have a terrible day, don't go chasing it all. Um, you just have to realize people don't that like simple fumble luck, a couple calls here and there, that'll swing your Saturday. You want to make sure that, you know, you hope that those things even out over the course of the season. So yeah, I wish I could have had a better day, but, uh, we will get to some of those calls. 
I was on Twitter late night baiting as many people as I could to call into the voicemail. And hundreds of people called in drunk, which is amazing. And we had uh, a colleague, David, was up until 5 a.m. going through all the voicemails. This is the largest crop by far. I felt terrible, but our director of audio and and I was like, well, it's, it's good for the show. Mitchell's like, yeah, more the better. So, oh, wait, I have a rant of the week first. All right, let it out. This is your rant of the week. Over in, in about a half hour span, this is when my night, my day kind of just turned for the bad. Chris Reynolds obviously gets hurt for Charlotte. So that, that I should have just put a million dollars on South Carolina Live. I have the Kentucky under. Northern Illinois and their backup go down the field in the last minute. Kentucky gets the stop on fourth down. They throw a flag for some, I don't, for defensive holding. It was the worst call. No one touched anybody. And then Northern Illinois obviously scored to put that over. But the, whatever, that happens. The worst is I was watching the Iowa game, that awful Iowa game for the under. And they made me go all the way to the end, even with two defensive touchdowns. It took Iowa banking in a 51-yarder with two minutes to go to put, make it 37. It banked in off the crossbar. I was distraught. Kirk doesn't kick that, doesn't punt it from the 35 with three to go, two touchdowns, he kicks a 51-yarder and it banks in. Livid livid anyway i would play that i would play that under 35 all over again i haven't even gotten to usc yet and you're already hot you're already hot on an iowa game wait till we get to usc usc should i mean unbelievable that we can't hit the money line underdog parlay with kansas state and oregon state unreal all right let's let's, we'll, well we'll let the voicemails go i haven't got to listen to them yet um i know minor nation called in which i can't wait for that was the happiest moment of my weekend knowing that they finally covered and seeing them beat Boise. But let's just get into it. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bats on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. This coastal Georgia State game is absolutely ridiculous. I thought Grayson McCall had no weapons and everybody around him was terrible. They're absolutely wiping the floor with Georgia State. F*** this. F*** John Elliott. F*** Georgia State. It's pathetic. You know what? I got a f***ing bone to pick with a goddamn group of five f***ing podcasts. God damn it. F*** you, my guy in L.O. You know, week one, you see a great team to f***ing back. No, f*** that. SMU. They lose too. F*** you. On that too. And it's Georgia State. Fuck you on that too. God damn it. Just fade fucking Mike Ionello. My goddamn niece who's five fucking years old could fucking cap a game better than you can. Goddamn piece of shit. Hey guys, this is Minor Mother Effin Nation. And I'm here with my girl Jen. It's her birthday and she's got something to say. This is Jen from Mother F and Minor Nation, and all I want for my birthday is a UCF cover. Woo! Let's go, Minor Nation! Boom! Boise State's going down. Money line. We're going in. Woo! Hey, yeah, what's up, guys? This is Minor Mother F and Nation, and it's the morning after our huge win, after burying the Miners. Money line plus 525. I am now up on the season. So, once again, 
minor mother effing nation paying the bills. And I just want to say congrats, Stucky, for backing the miners last night like a sharp. And I know what you're going to say, Colin. You're going to be like, oh, I was on the under. Let's be honest. It feels so much better to back the miners and win. So, Stucky, congrats on being a sharp. And, uh, Colin, I just want to say if either you two plays Chinese checkers, it's probably you, bro. Love that. He's the front runner for caller of the week, by the way. You get a cash prize from me. I just paid out the caller from last week who invited us to his wedding. Look, great win by you, Tap. I'm so happy to hear from him. I just smile on across my face hearing that whole thing. And shout out to Jen for Minor Nation as well. Boise State talked about it last week. They're in trouble. Tim Plow, they have no identity on offense. They have no offensive line, no receivers and get separation. Backmire finished with 90 yards passing, I think, on 13 of 32. Like, their offense is lost. And here's the thing. Go take a look right now. Go take a look at the Mountain West standings. Every team is awful. I don't know how it happened. How did this conference overnight? They all turned in to pumpkins. I don't know how. I think Air Force, once they get healthy, is the best team. I'm glad I have them to win the division. But who knows? Wyoming like is apparently live. I thought they were going to be like one of the five or ten worst teams in the country. And they're like live to win this thing. UNLV. People, well, UNLV fans are my mention saying we're going to win it. I, I can't can't argue with you. The Nevada and Colorado State's getting out here as three-and-a-half-point dogs at home to Sacramento. They're losing by 40. By the way, Colorado State, Nevada next week. Worst game of all time. <laughs> who, who, who's, winning, who's winning the Mountain West? Well, I mean, UNLV has had this offensive outburst, but it's just because Doug Brumfield's been on the ground running all over the place. They had to have a lot of help from Utah State to get that win last night. Utah State's another one. Utah State won the conference last year. Lose by 50 to Weber State at home. I don't know. It's open. The odds are it's way open. The conference. San Jose State, but they, I mean, they should have lost to Portland State at home. It's crazy. Oh, by the way, Colin, another San Diego State total. Oh, that was an easy cash. I'm just talking about your pregames that I bet everyone, (laughs) everyone, everyone was a winner. All right, moving on. Yo, what in the f? Auburn, Missouri. Talk about a fing rock fight. Did either of these teams want to win the game? I mean, absolutely pathetic. To end like that is so perfect. Having the end zone right there for you, only to drop the ball. Absolutely perfect. What the fuck? If you had Auburn money line or something, or Missouri win, uh, win total over, that is a tilting loss. One of the best kickers in the country misses the game-winning field goal. And then you're going to reach the ball. And over time, you're going to reach. You won the game. And you're running into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown and fumble it. That is a tilting loss. It didn't impact the spread, but win totals. I'm sure there was money line out there. Crazy. Brutal loss for Missouri. Auburn had 11% success rate on passing downs. They are incapable of being in second, third, and long, or first and 15. It doesn't matter. They they are the worst. They might be the worst passing downs team in the nation. I'll have to look it up. Their offense is yikes right now. Guys, what the hell am I thinking? Betting Iowa State in a big game against a good team. What am I thinking? They are seriously pathetic every time they get in a big game. They will pee down their leg, and they will lose. They have done it forever. Matt Campbell gets all this hype about being a good coach. Can you win a big game first against a team that's not a horrible Iowa team? Frauds. What the hell? Michigan State Spartans. 
Why are you sweating on the sidelines when it's 60 degrees out? This team is terrible. See you in the quick lane bowl in Detroit in December. Yeah, that's Sparty was my worst call by far. Oh, by the way, the reason it was such a terrible day for me is that I also didn't bet Kansas State somehow. I said I was waiting for 14, and so I was waiting, and then I saw it, and I was like, is it going to go to 14 and a half? And then I had people over and never put a bet in on Kansas State, and then I watched them go 14 nothing. Like, I couldn't even get anything live. I was – that was tilting. And then every single thing for win totals went wrong, too. Um, so that – it was way worse than just a middling day. But Michigan State was an awful call. Now – one of the things that I, you, we talked about coming into this weekend is it's data week, right? And like some of the teams that we haven't seen play anybody will finally get a real data point and we'll have like four or five data points for all these teams. Now we can start, you know, really using a legit sample size of data and to break some of these teams down. Minnesota was one of those teams. They played three middle scores and I kind of took a shot on, okay, how good are they? And they were way better than I thought. And Michigan State was just pathetic. I mean, it was a sad, sad effort, but they were thoroughly, thoroughly dominated. Mel Tucker, good. I mean, a hundred million, good for you, man. That's that's the American dream. Just get a hundred million and do absolutely nothing. The resume is on the tape. I'm a horseshit football coach right now. He didn't sweat as much on the sidelines. Must be the money. Uh, he was. He's he's checked out. He's going to be you know, on an island sometime soon. Appalachian State. It's hot, hot, hot. We shit up back in the second half. Appalachian State is hot, 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 hot. Yeah, another one. I have JMU win total under that, which, which is dead. But oh, App State doesn't win now in the end. I JMU, I thought App, JMU was about to lose by fifty, mm-hmm. and I guess finally, Colin, you said it. They App State, I guess, finally ran out of gas in that second half. Usually, it happens before the game. Not after, yeah. right? I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, PPA overall, uh, which is like explosiveness in the game, Appalachian State was like on fire the first half, and then it was all shut off in the second half. You look at App State from a rushing perspective, it all got shut off in the second half. So uh, success rate overall, Appalachian State, listen to that. I mean, you want something happened in the locker room because App State was 59% overall success rate in the second quarter. They finished the game 28 and 13% in the third and fourth quarter. I'm not sure That's what insane. happened. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened, but something at halftime completely rocked that entire game. Yeah, I'm just calling it. I was just, I'm just hammered. I, I can't believe this bullshit with North Carolina. How did I lose? Everybody was telling me North Carolina is going to blow Notre Dame out of the water. Notre Dame can't hang with, with them. Like, what? I just, just I'm, I'm too drunk. I got to go. Uh, yeah, I had North Carolina. Terrible call. What did North Carolina do during the bye? They had two weeks for their defense to prepare. They weren't doing anything. They were sitting in soft zones and not covering Michael Meyer. Let's just let's just not cover. I mean, we knew their defense was terrible, but and you figured Notre Dame was going to score. And Notre Dame's defense played well, but they just, just they just weren't covering anyone again. And and they had, they have one guy that they could throw to, and they were just leaving him wide open. I don't understand what they did during the bye week. They were the Michigan State and North Carolina were out clubbing together. I don't know how we don't take overs blindly take overs on North Carolina games for the rest of the year. Notre Dame had eleven drives go past the UNC forty yard line. All they don't those- cover anybody. They just let everyone leave everyone. Look, Georgia State looked, and now you see them against Coastal. Georgia State was throwing all over them. 
for Notre Dame to score 45 points on 11 drives past the 40, I mean, it's just straight overs. You can't talk me into an under on North Carolina from here on out. Nope. I can't, I won't back them either. I don't think because they just don't, they don't defend anybody. Crazy. Just calling uh, for a quick message for our uh, friend, Mac Brown. Uh, yeah. You, you stupid piece of shit. You motherfucking asshole. You had two weeks to prepare for this basic ass offense. Fucking piece of shit. Mac Brown, fuck you. I just want to know how Mac Brown thought it was a good idea to hire fucking Gene Chizik from the ESPN booth to then become his defensive coordinator giving 45 to Drew Pine, who should be playing in the Mac, is f***ing ridiculous. Didn't think he could be as bad of a defensive coach as he is an ESPN analyst, and in four games, we were quickly proven wrong. What a f***ing bum. Oh, guys, what a cover. What a cover for Washington freaking state. Oregon gets the pick six, the one thing you can't have happen. I fell on the floor, face down, tears flowing. And Cameron f***ing Ward does the unthinkable. I'm going to lose my motherfucking voice. I, of course, have Wazoo plus seven, giving up 21 points with less than three minutes left. Then I see Cam Ward run backwards. There's, the clock is running. It's third and 22. They're on the wrong side of the field. The bomb! And then they roll down the one. They punch it in. F***ing justice, baby. Oh, my God. The greatest gambling game ever. Yeah, that game was insane. A 22 nothing run for Oregon in the final three minutes. Peak Bo Nick season. Bo Nick season in full effect. Throwing for like 500 yards on the road. Bo Nick's on the road. Maybe Oregon is back. And then it was, and then a pick six. And that was just one of the worst beats of all time until a miraculous throw and catch down to the one that they reviewed with five seconds left. And then. Washington State runs it in with a second to go. If they get stuffed on that, you're done. You're dead at the one. The game's over. Unbelievable game. You just saw that college football is the best. I mean, or that minor nation call, these calls for and imagine just awesome. Oregon can't play any defense. I mean, yeah. there's every week is gonna it's just gonna be a, a blitz of points. It, it's it's insane how bad like they they're one of the teams that has no defense whatsoever. All right, moving on. Watching this Texas A&M-Arkansas game, uh, Colin, I, I just wanted to know if you saw this. Uh, Arkansas had it first and goal and then fumbled, and A&M recovered. Instead of going down, he handed it off to another defensive back, and then they ran it in for a touchdown. So uh, just see if you caught that. Uh, just wanted to give you an update on the game and uh, tell your grandma I said hi, and I love her. What's up, Colin and Suck? Walking out of AT&T Stadium, Arkansas just log rolled down their f-ing pants. I hate being an Arkansas fan, man. It's just an endless life of pain. Endless life of f-ing pain. Every sport, every season, doesn't matter. We f-ing suck. I hate it. Yeah, look, as someone with A&M, 
Arkansas was dominating that game early. And that was, this is the, again, this goes back to the variance of a football season and one day and one game. One play can change the entire game. One bounce of the ball. And that play certainly did. Everything was different from then on. And obviously it's a 14 point swing. Uh, but do you want to, any thoughts on the game, Colin? Well, I mean, Arkansas moved up from 124th to 121st in tackling. So I guess there is a marginal minimal improvement there. Uh, I see five trips past the 40 yard line for seven points, an average of 1.4 per trip. It, there are a lot of broken things. Uh, the tackling's bad. The coverage is bad. The play calling of Kendall Bryles is bad. And Sam Pittman did everything in his power not to say that out loud in the postgame presser last night, not to throw Kendall Bryles under the bus. But he said, I hated the zone read. They only got one yard. I hated seeing his passing on first down that flew over people's heads. Um, I'm not sure what the conversation is going to be behind closed doors, but this loss was needed by Arkansas pretty bad. And, you know, credit for Texas A&M. They picked themselves up off the mat after Appalachian State. They didn't give up in this game. They even lost, you know, Aeneas Smith, uh, and they were still able to to close this out. So, uh, you know, congrats. But that play changed everything, right? You agree? Oh, absolutely. Like, it, it just sucked the life out of every Arkansas player, fan, and coach. Like, what? Just and you happened? saw the life it gave Texas A&M. It was, like, stunning. Um, yeah, that was a pretty fortunate bounce for us on that bet. All right, moving on. Iowa fucking under did not hit. This team with two defensive touchdowns, how in the fuck did I lose that under? That was insane. And then they kick a field goal, and it somehow goes in at the end. Iowa's the most frustrating team in the history of college football. Stop, Colin. Betting this Iowa under is like licking a nine-volt battery. You heard about it from somebody else. You tried it. It tastes awful. It stings a little. But you try it again. And you tell your friends to try it too. Pick six and a fumble recovery. Amazing. Stucky, it's the annual or weekly, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Hawkeye caller. And Drew Stevens off the upright. Not only do we cover seven and a half, but we cover the over 34. The Kirk Ferentz over special with two defensive touchdowns. I O W A. Let's go, Hop. All right, Iowa, you're up. Yeah, I mean, look, I played that under a million times over. Rutgers, uh, they throw a pick, a pick six that was returned like a punt for a touchdown. It was like a 60-yard pick six. Then they fumble a ball that rolls right into the Iowa guy's hands and is returned for a touchdown. Two defensive touchdowns in the first quarter. Yet the game still is going to go under. How do you hit it under 35 with two defensive touchdowns? I don't know. But Iowa decides to kick a 51-yarder. I, I don't know. I really don't know why. Late, instead of punting it, which they always do, and pinning Rutgers deep. So they, I assume they were going to punt it. And then I see the, the kicker come out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They're kicking this. And of course it it hooks on into the crossbar, goes boom, and then shoots right down. I mean, hit the post and bounced down and crossed over the crossbar. I mean, whatever. I'm over that game. <laughs> on to the next under. <laughs> yep. Uh, where do I even begin? Charlotte, South Carolina. 
it is so painful trying to watch an offense function when there are three defenders in the backfield before Reynolds is even able to receive the snap. Add that to the fact you got guys trying to catch the ball with cinder blocks for hands. Absolute disaster class. Free Chris Reynolds. Dude's probably confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his life after this game. Free Grant DeBose. Club lit. Shut down until further notice. Charlotte, with and without Chris Reynolds, is, I don't know, two-touchdown difference. They even had the ball with a chance to backdoor. Reynolds got hurt, and they, he was getting battered. But he, he he was moving the ball up and down the field. I think they were leading at the half. And then he gets hurt. They uh, One of their backups, their fr- a freshman, was so bad. He had one yard passing and one pick. And then he fumbled it at the end trying to, to drive for the backdoor. And then South Carolina scored again. Like, we knew South Carolina was going to score. Spencer Rattler wasn't good, by the way. They, like, they had no – but uh, Marshawn Lloyd, Lloyd was unbelievable. Highlight run after highlight run for South Carolina. But, yeah, once Chris Reynolds is done, I don't know how, many, how much money I'm going to lose this year on Chris Reynolds getting hurt in the middle of the game. They are done. They're done. They're unbettable without Chris Reynolds. With him, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. He was going up and down the field carving them up, and then he got hurt. So, yeah. But, but now- Charlotte – Charlotte's defense is pathetic. They can't tackle anybody. Now they can get a medical redshirt for a seventh season out of, out of Chris Reynolds. Yeah, their freshmen are un, unbackable, by the way. Unbackable. All right, moving on. Listen, you guys, first of all, you're the best. Second of all, you work really hard. So I wanted to help you guys out. I wanted to get, help you out with power rankings. Real quick, Colin, especially you. Here are the power rankings for next week. Number one, the Ohio State University. Number two this podcast number three this voicemail number four georgia georgia's really good and then if if you need any help i would probably put ohio state at five again too so that's it until next week guys are adorable how about those buckeyes oh wait io and p.s bodog we are coming for the whole milk all of your whole milk jim harbaugh uh, so let me just say this about the updated power ratings, right? Because I got Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, all within two points. It fell Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. But, Stuck, you said this on Twitter, and I'll give you credit for it. Michigan's not beating Ohio State with that defensive line. That, I mean, that was the Ojabo and Hutchison's the reason they won that game last year. There's no way they're beating Ohio State with that current defensive setup after what I saw against Maryland and seeing Ohio State roll. I don't know who the fourth team is in the playoff. I really don't. I, I could list – 13 teams right now that could make it Texas with yours. Um, Seriously could be Texas with yours, but they have to win every game though. Look, it's not Clemson. That Clemson defense is overrated. Not Miami. Talk about an embarrassing loss. Losing to middle Tennessee. Another win total. Bad loss for me. I had the middle Tennessee under. We can't, can't Miami can't beat them at home. Pathetic. It's not NC state where they're at that offense. At least NC State, you got Clemson to win that game. You know, play them off a loss. The Big 12, Oklahoma goes down. It's going to be USC. And we're going to bet $14 trillion on Ohio State in the uh, opener. Oh. By the way, Heisman race. A lot of people got chopped down this weekend. I mean, Dylan Gabriel, chopped down. Uh, Stetson Bennett, chopped down. And it's C.J. Stroud. He should be like minus $5 million. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know who is contending for CJ Stroud is going to continue to put up these video game numbers. So, you know, and he was all and they're going to go undefeated. And, 
and they're going to go undefeated. And, and so it's really hard to go against that. So the number is not going to get any better. So I can see why you, someone would want to probably take out on that number right now, because it's not going to be Bryce Young. Uh, and I mean, I'm looking at a list of the highest graded quarterbacks, uh, all refreshed with stats and everything. And it's like, Jalen Daniels is not winning the Heisman, right? I mean, I love the story with Kansas, but he's not winning the Heisman Trophy. Hendon Hooker is not winning the Heisman Trophy, right? I mean, Jordan Travis, is, is Florida State going to make the playoff? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's after Stroud, it gets, it gets murky. Yeah, that was a tough – I had I had Duke plus seven and a half. It was a tough loss. Uh, but I, Kansas was the right side. And you just knew that Duke was never going to go for two. But, man, the Kansas offense is awesome. With all the motion and Daniels is, is tremendous. What a wonderful play call. Michigan was a that's a it was a data point game. I kind of liked Maryland, but I probably should have stayed away of Sparty for the same reason against Minnesota. But I didn't bet it because I just didn't know what to think of Michigan because they played three middle school teams. We learned a lot about Michigan that game because we basically had nonsense before that. That's why this week was really important. First of all, how do you guys bet on Miami to win a conference title? Have you ever watched Cristobal coach? That dude's a bum. And lastly. The Trojans are who we thought they were, and the Beavers let them off the hook. That team is so bad. Can't wait to fade them again next week and bet on the Beavers to beat them if they ever face them again. Stucky, Colin, just calling in to uh, take my medicine uh, after calling in last week. Taking SC four weeks in a row against the spread. First loss. Just didn't happen the way any of us thought it would. So you guys win this round for sure, but fight on. I'm not calling in to bitch you guys. I bet Arizona State on my own volition, and they're getting the absolute just dog shit kicked out of them. I'm calling in to beg you, especially you, Sucky. Please do not make me bet them next week. Please, please, please don't make me bet these shit devils next week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got to dig into what happened again to Arizona State and what is going on there. But I would assume they'll be able to move the ball up and down the field against USC. Oh, that USC game was so weird. Like, no one could score at first. All the defenses were dominating. Another under 70. Another, another total of the 70s goes under, by the way. Um, yeah, that game was so bizarre and pathetic, USC, that you can't cover that game. 3-0 in turnovers. 3-0 in turnovers, which doesn't include a fumble at your own one. At your own one that an offensive lineman happens to fall on. And if he doesn't, the game is over and you lose. You get zero Zero live ball penalties called on you the entire game. You were holding every single play. The Oregon State defensive line was dominating. None of your receivers could get open. And yet you still couldn't cover against Oregon State. Couldn't cover four, five and a half. Every break in the world. And you needed a, a bad call on Oregon State to just to win the game. And another – I had USC people in my mentions. We practice tip drills. We're the best tip drill team in the country. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. You get lucky tips all – and you're going to have 13 turnovers one game be crying, crying. Well, I mean, the handicap on the game was whoever wins the Havoc battle wins the game. And you just can't have that many turnovers from Oregon State. I mean, they still covered with all those turnovers. But, I mean, if they would have taken care of the ball just a little bit better, then they easily win that game, even against the refs. Right, even against some of the worst calls I've ever seen, and I don't know what so it is. much holding. I don't know how. Like every Caleb Williams, there are guys getting tackled 
on some of the plays. There is one right in front of Caleb Williams. He's about to get tackled. The offensive lineman grabs him from behind. And gra- you That is called 99.9% of the time. This is after an offensive lineman fell on the fumble. This is the, that drive that they went down. It's like game-changing plays. You still couldn't cover. All right, let's move Caleb on. Caleb Williams currently the 57th best passer rate, best passing grade of all quarterbacks on PFF. 57. Yeah, he was he was awful. Uh, you can chop his Heisman down. McMurphy, you monstrous erection, you. You're on a f***ing heater up 15 units, and you finally got some f***ing AirPods. I kind of miss looking at the cord every Saturday morning, but, hey, man, God bless you. You're up. Upgrade the f***ing headphones, bro. Solid day overall. Had A&M on the money line. Not even Sam Pittman's titties could keep me down. The only hiccup tonight was f***ing Pat's catch. Which one of you assholes said that uh, they were on the f***ing overdog? Halinski uh, can kiss my motherfucking ass. Kid fucking sucks and wears shitty eye black trying to be the ultimate word. He's the ultimate fucking fuck stick. He gives Miami of Ohio their first Big Ten win in like 17 years. What the fuck is going on with that? But anyway, the late night, uh, it's fucking 1220 here on the East Coast and I got to fucking go to bed. Uh, but I'm squeezing this fucking Beavers late night, and it's on the Pac-12 network. Where the fuck can I find this game? Holy shit. I love you all. And uh, Mitchell, get your ass down to Miami. The Bills are in need of a fucking DB for tomorrow. <laughs> all right, boys. Hey, you guys fucking rule every goddamn week. Love you dearly. Peace. I got so much to say. Like, first off, yes, Pittman was on the treadmill last year, and Muscleman was working out with him. But, yeah, I think – First off, I think that stopped. Second off, Brett keeps bringing all these props to the damn live show on Saturday. We got to get our shit in gear. I got to bring some props this weekend because he is killing us. He's upgraded the headphones. He's got the lock props. He did he go six he went and six and zero, six and zero. We'll, we'll, we'll never hear the end of it ever. McMurphy, you monstrous erection, you. I think well, maybe because we were generously giving him Arkansas plus two and a half, which he's claiming was. was uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, everyone won. We had Texas a and line, and he had Arkansas plus two and a half. Yeah, th- thanks for the call. Great call. By the way, I, you're in, a front runner for a potential call of the week in, in the future, but i got to go minor nation this week. So hit up me or Mitchell for your cash prize. Enjoy the weekend, brother, and you you minor nation brought us all joy. Uh, so well-deserved. All right, uh, let's do best call, worst call, bet, regret. Best call for me, my, my, my live bets. So I always – for. For those wondering, I some people always ask me, a lot of people know this. I always put them, when I put them in the app, they're really small because I know that a lot of people can't get them. They're mainly just to be used as, okay, like I played that line, but use that as a like a, kind of a measuring stick. Like a lot of times I'll play a couple live. That's how you don't log everything in the app. It's impossible to do for, li- for, for live. But like if, you know, if it's around a key number and I bet it, then I'll log in the app. But there could be a play. You know, you got to get the notification. Then you got to log into your book. And then, you know, might be gone. But, you know, a couple minutes later, you might have even a better number. So, like, just that's kind of like the, I would play it to this whenever I log it in. So, I was able to get Texas A&M live plus 13 and a half. Wake Forest plus 14 and a half live. And uh, Wake should have won, by the way. DJ Eagle Alley was good. Had some fortunate throws. But everyone can score on Wake. The Clemson defense was extremely disappointed. My worst call I had a lot of worst calls. The you know it, 
that night it was variance. The afternoon was just bad calls. Um, so, I mean, Michigan State, it's embarrassing. It's probably my worst call of the season. Um, so, and then bet regret. I didn't bet Kansas State. Like I, yeah, Tito's. Yeah. Don't drink. Don't drink and wait on bet uh, a line, kids. And then bet regret was probably would be Michigan State and like some of the games getting involved with some of the games that we some of the teams where I was kind of just I knew we didn't have much data on and I was kind of still guessing on them should have been a little more conservative because I didn't have a great feel for some of these teams. So um, yeah, how about your best call, worst call, bet regret? Your your whole card was your best call. Yeah, I mean, I I had a really good day, so it's hard to pick out like where the best call was. But I guess I got to go Kansas State because we wrote about it. We talked about it. I didn't back down from it from the live show. I had plenty of money on it myself. Uh, so I guess that's the true definition of a best call is when. Not yeah, a, and it was money line, money line dog too. Yeah, money line dog. So I guess I'll stick with Kansas State. And it's good to see Adrian Martinez pop out. I I mean, personal on a personal level, outside of gambling, because I don't let emotions. I I love how you troll me with all this Texas A and M stuff. I was happy counting my money in my account from the Texas a and win, but it's like, I have to separate my emotion from my gambling, which is why like personal on a personal level, I am really happy for Adrian Martinez. Like I, you know, had a long, here you go. You cash your ticket at big 12 media days. I had a long conversation with him and Deuce Vaughn and really good to see what he did against Oklahoma on a personal level. I will turn around and fade them when the time is right. So yeah, Kansas state for a best call, a worst call, I guess, Eastern Michigan. To allow Buffalo to score 50 points when I believed in this Eastern Michigan team, I, I took them on the app. Uh, that was probably my worst call. Uh, but we got plenty of action to get to in four weeks and figure out who's real and who's not. And pay attention. Nobody's real in the back. Pay, pay attention to that Arizona State story about how they apparently were shelling out information to opposing teams. Because Eastern Michigan went in there and scored on like six of the first seven drives. So, so I mean, that, and, and I think that that played into why I bought Eastern Michigan out of the gate on open. And now you come to find out, you know, maybe they had some inside intel and then Buffalo puts 50 up on them. So that was interesting. Um, and then uh, my bet regret, my bet regret, we went on, I went on a podcast on Thursday, one of our, one of our, uh, someone that we're, the Action Network is friends with. And for some reason, I spent five minutes talking about how ULM was going to beat Louisiana outright. And I, and really I sourced it back to the Rice best bet uh, the week before that was on our money line. Louisiana only had 160 yards against Rice. Louisiana turnovers are way, penalties are way. Their offense is completely broken. And Rice gave them three turnovers, and Louisiana still couldn't win that game. So you look into ULM, their advanced numbers were the same as Louisiana. And I didn't understand why the spread was nine. It opened 13, came down to nine. And I went on this friendly podcast, uh, and, and all I could talk about was ULM's going to win outright. I never talked about it once on our podcast. I never bet on it. I never put it in the app. And so bet regret is the fact that now the world is going to know that Louisiana is a complete fraud on offense. We're probably not going to get those same gifts from odds makers. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I would say, I will say, one thing to keep in mind with USC, this is why it's important to have, and like some of the narratives out there, overreactions can go too far the other way, right? So everyone's shitting on the team, and they could be right, but there's a, a world where, it, you know, these overreactions or narratives go too far the other way. So just something to keep in mind. By the way, we have a... Our group of five guys every Wednesday, preview the group of five. Sorry to that one caller who doesn't like them. They do a great job. And and by the way, if you want to fade INL and it's free money, you got to listen to fade them. Um, and we have our one of my favorite things that we're doing this year is the new BCS where Colin, myself, and Brett just kind of shoot the shit for about a half hour or so, talk about some broad 
basic, you know, college football fan stuff. What's going on that week? We'll see if Brett ranked Kansas. Um, and then we'll talk about a couple betting things as well. We'll give out, you know, a pick that we like at the time. And then we'll talk about any weekday games that we like. I believe, you know, and then Colin and I will obviously be back late Thursday night with our week five preview. There is one game on Thursday. It's Utah State at BYU. Yeah. The lines aren't out yet. We'll we'll talk about it on the new BCS show if you like anything. Utah State is. I mean, bad, but, but I can't. I don't. I can't envision us backing Utah State here. I've got a projected spread of twenty six. I've got a projected total of fifty one. If you guys listen to this overnight before we record the new BCS tomorrow, but you know where it, this is going to be a, a a terrible game where I probably end up taking it over BYU. 130th in defensive finishing drives, Utah State 109th in defensive finishing drives. These guys can't stop a nosebleed. So if BYU has their full bevy of weapons on the outside, which I think they do, uh, I can't see how this doesn't go over. So be, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, just dis- dis- disappointing that that's the only Thursday night game. No, obviously we'll cover the Friday night games on our episode. All right, let me go through. Oh, Texas Tech, great win by Texas Tech. Great speech. One of my favorite speeches that we saw. The reporter asked me at the end, says, what's it mean to win this game and beat Texas? I said, it doesn't mean anything to beat Texas. We're 1-0 in the Big 12. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all right now, the country's going to find out. Everything runs through Lubbock. Hey, we're the team to beat because you are built different. Somebody turn on some damn music. Joey McGuire keeps this up. He's not even going to be at Texas Tech. He'll end up at Texas, which is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's a little Sark slander from you. <laughs> I didn't say he's going to be the head coach. He'll be on the staff like Patterson. Let's see. A couple other thoughts. Syracuse, lucky again. that They play Wagner this week, but Syracuse escapes again in the final minute against Virginia. All right, before we continue, as a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. So kick off the new pro football season with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION200 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Georgia, not that impressive against Kent State. Any thoughts there? I, what is Kent State doing to these teams in the first half? Like, what happened to OU's offense when Kent State played them the first half? 
Why is why maybe is Ken, maybe Kent State's defense is real? I guess they get to them for Max left. Defense real, or are these teams just completely taking a break when they see the golden flashes come in? I, I I'm shocked. I was watching that game. I was just shocked. I I read the box score over and over. I mean, there were some turnovers and red zone situations that kind of helped what was going on there. But I mean, good for Kent State. Hopefully, it holds up through Maxion. Uh, great call on TCU. Easy. Any, that was easy. any thoughts on on the uh, Clemson defense? The coverage rankings were extremely high going into this game. So the thought was, is Wake would have to run the ball to beat them? Not true. Uh, Clemson has some serious issues on the back end. Um, and, you know, this offense, uh, you know, DJ Uyunglele finally got it going through the air game. Uh, but, you know, power run by the quarterback. I, I think he's <laughs> – K.J. Jefferson is a much better power run quarterback than, than DJ. But uh, this entire offense is flawed. The defense is flawed. And uh, I, I think NC State is – that this is going to be a heck of a grind with NC State. And a game that I think the Wolfpack are going to come out winning. Navy goes to beats ECU. Surprising result. Not great for the ECU. If you have the ECU win total over. But Navy wins in double overtime, 23-20. Navy's been struggling. Navy, Navy's been struggling with FCS teams. Yep. Bad loss for ECU. Houston is broken. They almost lose to Rice at home. Is, or is Rice good? Or is Rice, Rice is good? good? But Houston is still broken. There, there's something wrong with them. And... Kentucky's offense is still broken. I don't know if people know it, but still broken. Um, the drop-off from Rocky Lombardi, zero, by the way. That backup yeah, quarterback, what do you have, 200 yards? He was fine. Yeah, they broke a 70-yard run and then got a lucky touchdown to ruin my under by a hook, too, which sucked. Um, I think that's a huge win for Southern Miss. Nasty bunch, Will Hall. Upsets Tulane after Tulane beat Kansas State, and then Kansas State beat Oklahoma. I mean, what the hell is going on with that little yeah. circle? So Southern, um, Miss better, Southern Miss is better in Oklahoma by transitive properties, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, well, I think that's – oh, Northwestern. Someone mentioned the Northwestern call. Yeah, it's pathetic. I mean, I would play them again. I think that line should have been double digits. They're up 7 nothing. They lose a fumble driving. They go up 14 nothing. obviously. And then they're up 7 nothing towards the end of the half, and they get a punt blocked for a touchdown. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So it's 7-7 at the half, and their offense is just pathetic. But then they find a way to go up 14-7 late, and I'm laying 7. And uh, and then Miami Ohio breaks a run, like a 70-yard run, and ties it up, and then they end up winning with a field goal. Their backup quarterback, which is a whole handicap, they suck with their backup. He was 5 of five of 12 for 50 yards or something in the game for Miami of Ohio. So, yeah, I would bet Northwestern again, or maybe not. Maybe I should never lay points with Northwestern. But, uh, yeah, kind of some fluky things in that game. Stanford was 0-3 turnovers, too. Um, but Washington is good. UFOs in that game. And, yeah. yes, so, someone so, someone saying, should you celebrate a, a better line? No. No, I'm team. I'm team. Every number gets there. You mm-hmm. do not. You don't tell a number that no one else has. Just shut up. Enjoy your money. Because yeah. – we're on Twitter, we're on social media, we're on podcasts to, you know, win together. And not everyone's always going to get the same number as you. Yeah. Sometimes you'll win and someone else might not. And, you know, that's when you just shut up because you just, it's just not a good look. So, well, we're, yeah, I mean, we're doing the same thing, right? I mean, we, we are hitting college football lines on Sunday night and Monday morning. And that line may not necessarily be there by the time you and I are in front of the camera on Saturday morning. So we don't, we don't go around and continually, you know, we, we don't. What, what, 
what's the word here? We don't we don't talk about numbers that we've beat the closing line on. And we we're not a CLV podcast either. We could care less. It's about the closing number and if we can get everybody the cash. So yeah. You know, hopefully yeah, no, we, I, I agree. Yeah, we got to teach people to like, yeah, you got to get the best of the number. Because my phone fills up with people Saturday morning at 10 a.m. looking for a pick. And my whole thoughts are, I love these people that are in my personal text messages. But at the same time, I was hitting this shit five days ago, right? You know, I mean, yeah. it's so um, that's the difference between being a 50% yeah. and a 55%. Yeah, CLV is also not as important as it once was for various reasons on a single game day basis. And just hammering home that you, you know, with CLV on a single day, no one wants to hear that. Yep. It's also just pretty meaningless on a one day. Now it's meaningful over the long run, over the course of a season, over the course of years. But um, yeah, let's get everyone to the window. And that's the goal every week. Um, speaking of which, we have to go find some winners for this week. And we have some NFL to watch. So I hope everyone had a profitable weekend following Colin, not me. Um, thanks for all the voicemail calls. It's a lot of fun. You guys make it fun. College football is the best. Now we enter the real season. This is where it starts to get really good. Can't wait for the ride. Happy that all of you are along for it with us. By the way, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, big bets on campus presented by BetMGM. Wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a five-star review. We'll do giveaways as always. Thanks as always to Colin. Thanks to the audio and video teams in the on the back end. We'll also be back Saturday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern for Big Bets on Campus Live. Make sure you check out that show. Mr. Brett McMurphy will be gloating about his 6-0, I'm sure. <laughs> but thanks for all your support, guys. Uh, fun weekend, as always. Can't wait to do it again next weekend. We'll catch you all later. Cheers. Peace out.